I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead and joining me as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com, the offseason aficionado, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right. Have a little uh, a little frustration in regards to the shoe world here. A few days ago, I oh, was did you sign t- up for one of those raffles or one of the one of the things where you have to you put your name in and no one ever gets picked, it feels like. Oh, well, yeah, that's a lock. The sneakers app, <laughs> every, everything. Every oh, time. You take L's left and right on those. But <laughs> here's the thing. A few days ago, I sent a tweet by this DJ... Khaled? No, DJ Folk. We're the best! <laughs> he tweeted out <laughs> saying that Zion is getting his first oh, signature Jordan shoe. This is called the Z Code. Yes, so I mean, I, I quote tweeted a few days ago, and I like joked about it, and I was like, "Hey, Zion's gonna get a signature shoe after 24 games. He's only played 24 games, guys." And is that really it? That's so wild. Yes. And I'm just baffled right now. One, I haven't heard any of this yet. I mean, I'm not discrediting DJ Folk, but <laughs> I haven't heard any of this yet when it comes to like Nike news or people or Jordan, but. The fact if they hand him a signature shoe, the Z code, whatever crap they want to call it, after 24 games and zero playoff appearances, I mean, I just don't even, that's confusing as heck to me. And I'll be very disappointed. I mean, Luka has accomplished so much more. And if Zion's getting this, then don't come at me with these other things that Luka needs to accomplish and hit an MVP or whatever it is before he can get a signature shoe. Heck no. Luka's shoe should be right behind it. Absolutely. If Luca has to get an MVP in order to get a shoe and Zion can do it in 24 games, I mean, what are we doing? I understand Zion has all the, you know, he has no, all the... he has nothing more than Luca at this point. Nothing. No, 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 no. He has brand recognition that Luca doesn't in the States. I would, this say, is that the before, same, this I would is the, say that before this season. I don't think that's the case now. I don't. This is the same exact... Well, no, but... Like Drake wore Zion's jersey how many years ago, right? Like well, that's he, true, yeah. he's been big since then, right? I mean, he's had staying power in the U.S. He's had you know really big stages with all kinds of fans, you know. And yeah, but Jordan Brand's global. We know that with Rui. I mean, we've seen sure, what they talked about with Rui. But. Did anybody that didn't know Luca before all of a sudden know Luca now because he's represented by Jordan Brand? I don't think so. Like, I don't think that changed his reach. No, I think his game on the court has sure. changed his reach more than Zion. For sure, but I don't think it's more than Zion yet. Ooh, I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't think Luca's reach is more argue, than Zion yet. I as far as it's, this, it's right there. This is the same conversation we have with like Kuzma, where you're like, "How is Kuzma the face of Puma, or he was the face of Puma?" Like this is the same thing, right? Like he's a, like Zion's a star because of what he brings off the court, right? Or what he, you know, the guys come at Nick tomorrow on Twitter <laughs> and tell him how he's wrong about this because I actually I actually disagree I think Luca is just as popular as Zion considering everything around the world now after worldwide, these playoffs no, you're, you're after gonna, this shot after everything worldwide yeah you're not going to get an argument from me I'm just talking about statewide if you're just talking about statewide you know in the United States I think that Zion still is more popular and more well known than Luca I'm I'm not there See, like, my parents wouldn't know who, who Luca is without me telling them, but they wouldn't know who Zion is. 
Oh, see, I think it, I think it's the same. Like I've had random people ask me, "Who's the Luca kid in Dallas?" Yeah. That I, I because of, I'm not saying any, before the season I understand completely, but after this season, the playoffs, the MVP type thing, all the me- I mean, he's gotten a ton of media coverage, Luca, and the highlights and everything. I think he's right there, popularity with Zion now. Well, but you know that these shoes are like a long time coming, right? It's not like all of a sudden oh, one yeah. day they're like, okay, we're going to give him a shoe now, right? I mean, Luca sure, yeah. just had his biggest moment. We should know. He ha- he just had his biggest moment in the playoffs, right? It was our biggest podcast day ever. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, coming up. And we'll, you know, we'll, at, in the coming days when the, the Zion shoe comes out, we can make fun of it and all that kind of stuff. So. We will. We, we, and, we, and we will. That's what you come <laughs> to this podcast for. All right, on today's show, we are going to break down a couple more trade target you know, teams for the Mavericks. We're going to go through a couple of these next teams for the Mavericks to see who they could possibly get in a trade. We feel like that's the best way for the Mavericks to add some talent to this team. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, before we do, if you guys missed Monday's podcast, I know it didn't go out in the morning. We had some kind of scheduling error. I'm not going to say it was a user error, uh, even though it was, <laughs> but uh, it did not go out in the morning. So if you missed that, I talked to Dr. Brian Sutterer. Uh, he's a real actual doctor, not just a Twitter doctor. We talked about Porzingis's, you know, lateral meniscus tear, all that kind of stuff. Made me feel better about it. So if you're worried about that, go listen to that podcast. I think that was a really good conversation. Isaac and I also talked about the future of the Mavericks with Porzingis and all of that. So we talked about all that. So we did that. Also, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. If you're new to the podcast, you're joining us. We appreciate you guys. You know, we are daily, five days a week. We continue to do that through the offseason, all kinds of stuff. So make us part of your day. We appreciate it. And also, if you haven't yet, get your five-star Apple Podcast review question in. We have 515 reviews, Isaac. So we're getting there. On our way to 1,000. That's our goal. I don't know when we're going to hit it. I don't think that there's an end date, but our goal is 1,000. Once we say 1,000, we'll stop talking about it. Uh, this is from Bang Bang. That That's his name. How do you guys feel about these potential free agent targets? They both fit seamlessly into the offense and greatly improve our defensive personnel. Justin Holiday, a prototype 3 and D wing. Uh, and then another great fit would be Christian Wood, solid rebounding, floor spacing defender. I think the Pistons, I don't think the Pistons let him walk for nothing the way he played, but would a combination of draft picks, right, and Jackson be enough for a sign and trade? What do you think about Justin Holiday and Christian Wood as potential targets, Isaac? Um, kind of opposite, but Christian Wood, I don't think I, I don't think he's a target uh, mainly because I, I mean Detroit's one of the only teams that have money, and Christian Wood actually had a really good year, and they're gonna suck, so why not like keep him? So, he was kind of the only good thing about their season this year. Honestly, him to be and, honest. I mean D- Derrick Rose. I mean Derrick Rose. Sure, was yeah, like yeah, fun, I guess, but um, but no, I, I just don't think he goes anywhere. And once again, coming back to it all, I I don't. If we're going to spend for a big, I would rather go for a guy like a Baca, a vet, somebody like that. Justin Holiday, completely opposite. I love Justin Holiday. I mean, you can't when it comes to people you want on the Mavs. He's thirty-one, shot forty percent from three last year. He made just over four million dollars. So theoretically, if you're working with the MLE, even if you want to split up the MLE, some like would the you hand Justin? Exception. Yeah, yeah. If you want to split up and give him a couple year deal or something like it, or he's a prime example of it. He made like I think four point six, four point seven million this past year. If you don't add anybody else and you bring back the majority of the roster and you go out and you hand uh, you know Justin Holly and said, hey, we'll give you one year seven million. And you give him, you know, a, a good chunk of the mid-level exception. That's something I could see him doing and coming to Dallas. And you're going to shoot and play in Dallas alongside Luke and all that. So yes, 
Great bang bang, great suggestion. Love Justin Holiday and Dallas. <laughs> Justin Holiday, by the way, the older brother of Drew Holiday, also the older brother of Aaron Holiday, who he plays with in Indiana right now. They're both going to be free agents, uh, Justin Holiday and Christian Wood. But yeah, I love Christian Wood. That'd be awesome. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think w- what Isaac said. So, all right, coming up, let's get into a couple of these teams as trade targets. We're going to start with the Cavaliers, go to the Denver Nuggets, the Detroit Pistons, and then Isaac's, maybe Isaac's favorite, the Golden State Warriors. See if we can get any of these players as trade targets for the Mavericks. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, let me talk to you about a website that has made so many things easier for so many people. I'm talking about rockauto.com. They're a place that has every single part for every single make and model of a car that you could need. Have a specific part? Just go to rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. They're a family business. They have all kinds of parts for you delivered directly to your door. You don't even have to go to a place. You don't have to put on a mask. You don't have to go out of your house. You just order the part and get it delivered right to you. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into this first team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like we've been doing through this series, we're going to do trade targets every Tuesday where we go through, you know, Four or five teams, maybe three teams, depending on how many we get to. We're just going in alphabetical order. We're going to look through all the players and see which players the Mavericks could potentially trade for. So this first one, the Cleveland Cavaliers, right now, they have a decent number of players on their roster going into next season. They have Kevin Love on a a guaranteed deal. Andre Drummond has a $28.7 million player option. Isaac, do you think he's going to pick that up? I think he said that (laughs) as soon as their season ended, he was... I think he sent that by you know airmail or carrier pigeon right up to, right up there. Tristan yes. Thompson's a free agent for them, so he's not there anymore. I know we talk about Tristan Thompson all the time. It feels like every trade deadline we, we talk about Tristan Thompson. That's done. Who knows if he's going to come back? Probably. Larry Nance Jr., $11.7 million. He has a three-year deal after this year. Dante Exum, a $9.6 million you know, um, expiring deal there with them. Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Chetty Osman, uh, Dylan Widner, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., all on rookie deals. So those all go out to, you know, whatever number of deals. Was there anybody on the, the Cavaliers that you could see the Mavericks making a trade for? There is one for me. No, no. I, the only thing, one, I, I love Kevin Love. I just want him out of there. And, but he just doesn't fit everything. So people have thrown out there the Blake Griffin, the, these bigger contracts that could Dallas go, you know, and try to get one of these guys like a win now type of vet like that with the big contract. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Kevin Love. No, no, none of them. None of them that will cut into the 2021 cash days or at least the chance of getting somebody like a Giannis, Old Depot, whatever. But get Love out of there. I need him in a new place. The Drummond expiring. I'm just, we're past that. Okay. Can we? Can we officially turn the page on Andre Drummond in Dallas? People are still <laughs> ho- like holding on for that hope. I know, but but there's there's one smaller one that I would I would halfway considering, and the Dante Exum contract. He makes nine point six million, and it's going to be an expiring deal. Would you entertain a Delon for Exum type of move to where it's both bigger guards, both theoretical like defending guard types? But yeah. Delon's contract's longer than Exum, so they make around the same amount of money, around nine million both. And you know, Exum's still just twenty five, but you shore up 
Is it not shore up? You create more cap space in 2021 if you swap yeah, you shore out both up some more players. cap space. Yeah. See, I would go for that for sure. That was one that I had on there because I think that you know we ho- we we think Delon. We we had hoped that Delon would be a better player than Exum. I still think he probably is at this point, but I'm not sure what Exum brings to the Mavericks as a player. But contract wise, this is a type of deal that you would do because. Man, I know that the Bucks won that game four, but man, Yana's <laughs> gone and you know out. And if they lose this, I mean, I know we've been joking a lot about the Giannis thing. More national people are getting on board with the Mavericks, you know, being a big time destination for Giannis. You don't want to mess any of that money in 2021 up. So when you bring up the Kevin Loves, when you bring up the Blake Griffins, that's when it starts to mess up that money in 2021. XM is a, is a deal that would you know take money. Off of that 2020, off the 2021 books, because if you trade Delon right, that's nine million that goes off your books because Exum's deal is shorter. So even if he doesn't bring as much as you'd hope Delon did this year, you you still have a flyer type guy. He's not going to be unplayable, I think. Right? Maybe the Mavericks could find a way to uh, put him in a role. He hasn't really been in a, a specific role that would you know be the best for him. So maybe Carlisle figures that out. But even if he doesn't, it's a contract that you know the Mavericks get off of, and I think they're okay if you know if they don't have. That production Delon brought, you know, to me. I mean, yeah. if you're just looking at contract wise, I think that's a great deal. The other one I had was was Larry Nance for Delon and maybe Justin Jackson. Uh, Larry Nance has, you know, 10, 11.7 this year, 10.6 in 2021. So you'd have to move something else around. You're kind of messing up that money, but you're also trading in for Delon. So you're really only adding like, you know, $1 million to that 2021 deal. You're going to have to make a move anyway. Larry Nance is think- kind of. I, I like him as a defensive big man. He's springy. He can be that, you know, uh, pick and roll type guy. It's a little bit redundant with with Dwight Powell. But that was my question. Yeah, it's redundant with Dwight Powell, but he's another type of guy like that. Um, I think his shot projects a little bit better. He shot pretty well from three last year in March <laughs> or like the whole season for the whole season. I think he shot 35 percent from three on just about three attempts a game, which I think which is pretty good, you know, for a big guy like that. Uh, and I love Larry Nance. I loved him in, as, as a Laker. I, th- I thought he was great. Uh, I was able to interview him at Summer League one year. I thought he was a great guy. Um, yeah, I just I'm I'm all on board with Larry Nance as a player and as a person. That dunk on Brooke Larry Lopez, Nance. can you imagine a dunker like that? It's just that's a type of athlete that you know the Mavericks don't really have right now. I think Nick has a Larry Nance tattoo, but <laughs> I'm not I do think you'd be senior, redundant. Senior, not junior. I have the senior <laughs> tattoo. I haven't gotten senior. the junior one yet. Uh but yeah, that's all I'm gonna talk about the Cavs. I'm gonna no, yeah, yeah. That, that was the only one that I was like, ah, maybe I'd entertain that. But going yeah. from a guard in DeLon to a big in Larry Nance is not not necessarily the best way you want to go. All right. Let's move on to the Denver Nuggets. Um, man, the Denver Nuggets have some some interesting stuff going on. They have Jokic and Jamal Murray both making twenty nine million next year. Gary Harris making nineteen million. Will Barton making thirteen point seven. They have Jeremy Grant with that player option for nine point three, so he could be a free agent target. We talked about him in our free agent breakdown we did on Monday. Uh, they also have Michael Porter Jr. on his rookie deal. Torrey Craig with that, you know. Um, Restricted, you know, offer right there. We're not sure what he's going to do there. They have uh, Kankar with 1.5 million, and then they have Monte Morris non guaranteed, Katie Bates job non guaranteed, and PJ Dozier non guaranteed. And that's all they have on their roster. I mean, they don't have a lot of guys going into next year yet. Kankar's Slovenian, right? I think so. I think so, and I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. And all of our Kankar, all of our Slovenian friends are going to come at me on Twitter, and I appreciate that. I love when people send me recordings of this is how it's actually said. And, 
Yes, that's Someone what we need. That to me. Uh, my one question for the Nuggets was contract length aside. So let's say we're not worrying about Gary Harris's twenty million in twenty twenty one. Would you uh. do a Gary Harris or Tim Hardaway Jr. straight up if the if you didn't worry about the contract length, like just yes. talent wise for players, you would do it. Yes. Because some people say that Gary Harris is, you know, one of the worst contracts in the league. I don't see that. I think his defense is incredible. I think that his offensive game, you're obviously taking a hit offensively. But Gary Harris, I think, is a better player than than Tim Hardaway Jr. I, I, yeah, and I want to say this again. I would not do it because it would cut into 2021. It's right. not that big of a difference for me. So, But if let's just say he was on an expiring, yeah, I would. I mean, he's he's 25. He did only shoot 33% from three this past year, but I think his defense is really good. So I'm a believer in Gary Harris. We had a whole debate on him, him versus Rodney years Harris back ago. in the day. <laughs> that, that was literally years ago. It was fun. Um, I like Will Barton. It's just the Will Barton thing. He has that player option for 14.6 in 2021. I'm assuming that he's probably going to pick that up. But not to bring it back to the Jeremy Grant thing, because we talked about it a lot, but the moment he opts in, he's an expiring contract at 9.3. Yeah. And they still have Michael Porter Jr. that has looked great, and you know this front court stuff. So, do they I mean, bring back Millsap? He's he's on an expiring yeah. deal this year. I love Jeremy Grant. So whether it's a free agency and you go after him then, or if he opts in and he's an expiring, I'm going after him at that point too. And saying, I mean, yeah, any of the those type of deals that we've been talking about with a pick attached, Delon and 18 for Jeremy Grant. Call it we're in. in. We're totally in. Call it in. I don't so, know why the Nuggets would do that, but we're in. I don't know either, but that's the thing. I, I love Jeremy Grant. That's why he's 1A for me as far as gettable targets this summer. Yeah, different player than Larry Nance for sure. Uh, yeah. If we're going to compare those two and why we would, you know, Jeremy Grant's still a big and why we would do that is he's a different player. He can do the pick and roll thing. He can do the, the stand out and shoot thing. Better three-point shooter, you know, better, you know, Better athlete in space, I think, defending. Uh, I just think that, obviously, one of our four targets the Mavericks should go after if he becomes a free agent. We'll see if he does or not. But if he opts in, all of a sudden the Mavericks, you know, have to, they, they should go after him with everything. So that's one for sure. Uh, any others with the Nuggets that you want to talk about? Any other players? No. Uh, man, Porter Jr. Jr. making 3.5. That's quite the contract right there. Rookie deal. Deal. Rookie deal with a, with a mid-round you Clippers know, had two pick. two picks right before them. The Clippers could have had Michael Porter Jr. right now. Easily. That might that might going back. That might look like the uh, Steph Curry with the Timberwolves deal. Maybe not to that degree. It's going to look worse if Kawhi and Paul George leaves in like a year and a oh. half. <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine them being able to throw up Porter right now with that bench unit. You know, because they've, sure. they've gotten nothing out of those two draft picks. So right. Well, I shouldn't say that, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Coming up, let's get into a couple more of these teams. I think next we're going to do the Detroit Pistons and then possibly the Golden State Warriors. We're going to get into that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Isaac, when's the last time you door dashed something? That's a verb now, right? Heck yeah, it is. I door dashed the other day. Got some barbecue for the fam, especially when you have two kids during the time of quarantine. Door dash is the way to go. During the time of quarantine, I feel like that's either going to be an album cover or like an album title or uh, a new Netflix series during the time of quarantine. Like that's just as soon as everyone can get back together and film things, that's going to be the next thing. DoorDash is an incredibly great app. It's the app that brings you the food that you're craving right now. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. 
They have all kinds of partners you can use in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia for all of our international listeners. You can do all kinds of stuff with DoorDash. Deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities that they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off and $0 on delivery fees with your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons have no one. The worst roster in the league. No one on their roster next year. I mean, literally, this is who they have on their roster. I can name it, I think, on one and a half hands. Blake Griffin, guaranteed deal. Tony Snell on a player option, $12.1 million. I'm pretty sure he's going to pick that up, but crazier things have happened. Uh, Derek Rose on a $7.6 million expiring deal. Luke Kennard on his rookie deal. Thon Maker is a restricted free agent. Seiko Dumboya is on his rookie deal as well. Bruce Brown, Kyrie Thomas, Fee, Makai Luke, and our friend Justin Patton all on their rookie deals. Uh, so Justin Patton might be a, a different, but he's restricted as well. So that's all they have on their roster. I mean, how many players is yeah. that? That's six, Not very many. ten players. Uh, and a bunch of those guys being... Um, you know, those rookie deals. So there's not a ton of options here. One one I had was, would you do a Derrick Rose for DeLon Wright if he just wants out? Would you bring that type? Of, I mean, Derrick Rose was pretty good. We've talked about, you know, the merits of him on a, you know, on a playoff team like this. I mean, it would be really interesting to see how he would fit in and what kind of role he would want. Would he be okay with the six-man thing still, which is what he's doing in, you know, Detroit. But what would you think about that kind of deal? It's appealing because... It's an expiring 7.6. I like that. Um, I like that he's For a sure. vet. He does bring in, bring you that you know scoring off the bench. I just had the in, in my notes on it. I just had Rose versus Brunson versus Seth. Yeah. And it's like, how do they fit? Is there any redundancy? Does it matter? Because Rose isn't Berea, you know, or he's not Delon. You're not going to trade for a guy like Rose and then just set him at the end of the bench. I right. think he had too good of a year last year. So can him and Brunson play together off the bench? Could he get some minutes with Luca at times? I, I'm not for sure. Well, I'm he, not totally against getting, it, but I'm if, not. If he came here, I mean, he'd be getting 20, 25 minutes off the bench. I mean, guaranteed. He's not a like you said. He's not a player you bring in and you don't play. And a lot of people are probably saying, "What are you guys saying?" Of course, they would trade for Derrick Rose. Talent wise, obviously, it's a, it's a much better deal for the Mavericks. But you have to try at this level of of play. You have to decide fit too, and to see if he fits well. If he, you know what he brings to the team is what this team needs. Could he be what Trey Burke was for the Mavericks? Was, that was my next I thing. Think yeah. Exactly. I think he could definitely be that type of player for them. It's like, what would you rather like if you're telling me that you would rather sign Trey Burke to like a multi like a two or three year deal, but it's like a cheaper cost or you could offload a longer term contract like DeLon and for an expiring like Rose and he's a vet like I that's the type of thing to where I think I would lean the Derrick Rose route to replace the Trey Burke role in a way. So I. You're bas- I, I don't know. You're talking me into it some. <laughs> I, I was kind of out on it, but now I'm kind of in. You're basically trading Trey Burke with the deal as well, right? Because you're you're having to get rid of him because you're not going to be able to bring him in and give him any type of role or money, really, if you're yeah. not going to you know offload any of those guys. So I, I'm interested in that deal. A lot of, and I honestly, feel- DeLon could start for the Pistons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> definitely. Wait. He could yeah. start for them. That could be a spot. A spot where he goes and is like, oh, this is the bigger role that I wanted, depending on what they do in the offseason. Yeah. But well, no Blake Griffin. Somebody tweeted at no. me. It was like, 
the other day asked me legitimately why we're not going after Blake Griffin and um, he's due thirty six point eight million next year guaranteed, and then he has this player option. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he's gonna pick up uh, for twenty twenty one, the same summer as Giannis and all those guys at thirty eight point nine million dollars. So uh, no, we're not going after Blake Griffin. Thirty nine million dollars for Blake Griffin, and and you're, he's not even guaranteed. I mean, he's worse than than. Porzingis like you're not guaranteed a number of games oh don't even put him in the same conversation as Porzingis for injury wise I, th- I thought you were going to compare him to like John Wall oh no <laughs> yeah Blake Griffin's no, had no. some years where he's he's been pretty healthy he's strung together some years but oh yeah for sure oh yeah yeah I I honestly think not, coming full circle with this Blake Griffin thing but I honestly think when we're, we're going to look back on the Blake Griffin saga and overlook he's gonna be the prime one of the prime people on twitter it's like we forget blake griffin was a problem because i think <laughs> I, I, I think he will because we've we're gonna see so many years of this and especially like a, a younger generation seeing this like detroit version of blake griffin seeing yeah. two more years of this well, blake griffin to be honest and, not even seeing it right like not not even yeah. seeing it he played 75 games last year only 18 this year and no one watches detroit games anyway right i mean no one's no. gonna see it Sorry, Duncan Smith. But Sorry. Him on the Clippers was so much fun. And so many, those dunks in Lob City, looking back on it now, was, oh my gosh, that was so much fun to watch. Anyway. Yeah. That, he's that's a, that's yeah, enough he's, on Detroit. He's had some injury stuff. That's enough on Detroit. All right. Let's get into Golden State, the Golden State Warriors. I talked on the last trade target pod about some teams that are all maximums and minimum contracts. This is the epitome of that i mean this this team is literally just maximums max deals and then minimum contracts or rookie deals uh they have steph curry on a 43 million dollar deal in 2020 Whew. worth it clay thompson 35 andrew wiggins 29 and a half draymond green 22 which was a which was a max deal when he signed it which is wild to look at the difference between the max deals with steph and draymond kevon Linney making 4.8 so you go 43 million, 35 million, 29 million, 22 million. Those are the top four, you know, players salary wise for the Warriors. And then number five is $4.8 million with Kevon Looney. I mean, that is such a steep drop off. Then you have Jordan Poole making 2 million, Eric Paschal, uh, Alan Samaljic making 1.5 on the, the, uh, you know, rookie deal as well. And then non-guaranteeds for Damian Lee, Marquise Chris, Kai Bowman, and then a couple other guys that don't really play. So that's what you got for them. They really have too many untouchables for me. Curry, Clay, untouchable. I personally think that for them, Draymond's untouchable. You're going to argue with that. And then Andrew Wiggins is untouchable for another reason. (laughs) Oh, I don't want to touch that deal, right? The the other ones are untouchable because you don't, they won't let you take them. And Andrew Wiggins is untouchable because I don't want to take them. So the amount the amount of people in media who think that Wiggins could be an asset is wild. To yeah, me it's not. Yeah, drinking the okay. Golden State, you know, virtual Kool Aid. Here's their Draymond. Yes, I I don't think they trade him. I think they hold on to him. But I am y'all know if you've been listening to this podcast for years, you know how much I love Draymond Green, and for especially for this Mavericks team, he would fit everything that they possibly need: the vet, the enforcer, the other playmaker, a defender. Like literally everything. He would be the perfect fit next to KP and Luca. All three of those fit. things we said that the Mavericks need to get. You know, a veteran, they need to get a secondary ball handler, they need to get a wing defender. He's all three of those things. Plus, he's an enforcer as well. He's all three, he's all four Plus of those he things. Plus, he has championship experience. He has <laughs> literally. So if they put him on the block really 
realistically. It's not a team that want like a team's not going to go after Draymond to be their main guy and to say, hey, we're going to run everything. No, they're not. It's going to be a team like Dallas that's looking for that third piece or another team out there is looking for like a second piece. But he could fit that exact role in Dallas, man. And I, I love that. And honestly, looking at his contract, it's not that bad. He's 30. I know people are like, hey, you know, he kind of went off a little bit last year, whatever. But He's just due $22.2 million this year. It sounds like a lot, but when you're compared to some of these other crazy contracts out there, it's not like he's a Chris Paul or a Blake Griffin or something like that. It's not like he's Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins makes $33 million in three years. He's going to make $33 million in 2022, Wiggins is. Oof. Draymond, in three years, is going to be making twenty five point eight. That's not like that bad when when you think about it compared to some of these other bigger contracts that have been signed recently or are going to be signed in the near future. But going back to Golden State, I don't think that they trade him, but if they're looking at things out there, we all know that they won the second overall pick in the lottery and they're trying to figure out what the next step is for them. How can they stay win now mode? Is there anything that they can do maybe to win now, but also project them some into the future I don't know what it looks like for them, but if they decided to move on from Draymond, they're like, hey, he's 30. Could we get some more picks in there? Could we get another shooter? Can we, whatever it is. One, I'm going to throw this out there and say, hey, what what would you do if you're Dallas? What would you do? Uh, Golden State, we know. But like Tim Hardaway, Maxi, both picks, 18 and 31. Mavericks do that in a heartbeat, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and if you're Golden State, I don't think they do it. I'm saying it right up front. I don't think Golden State does it, but it's like, hey, a Tim and Tim's another shooter on their team. Maxi would be amazing at that five spot for them in the offense. They get a couple more picks to bring in some young guys, blah, 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 blah. I don't think they do that. Where it gets even wild, wilder here. What if they want to scour the market? And I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm gonna do this because I never want to throw out trades like this. I'm just saying, what if Golden State throws this out there and I, I don't think Dallas does this but what if what if Golden State's out there saying all right they call up Dallas and they say don't say it what what would you would you entertain Draymond and the second overall pick for KP oh and the and but here's the thing but if you're Dallas Dallas would respond back with will you find me a wing on the market that we could flip that second pick for another wing So what if it's something like, hey, we don't want that second pick because we want to win now. Would you turn around and go to Indiana and flip the second pick with Tim Hardaway with another piece for Oladipo to where you're basically swapping out KP, Tim Hardaway, and a pick or something for Draymond and Oladipo, and you're moving forward with Luka, Draymond, Oladipo in the near future? And maybe Giannis. (laughs) Well... If there is a weird world to where if you made some type of trade, not even like the game, which I, I want to make it clear, I am anti-trading KP. I'm just saying, what if Golden State was out there throwing out things? That's the <laughs> stuff I can see throwing out there, and you're like, whoa, what's going on? I would not trade KP. Keep but being clear about it, Isaac. I am being clear. I'm just we, we got we're doing. Hey, some people don't even wade in these waters of talking about trade stuff because they don't want their names attached to things. We'll at least talk about it. So here we go. We will Dwayne um, wade in all these waters. Yeah, we will. But um, the idea of Draymond in Dallas, 100%. And obviously, you want him to to go alongside KP and Luka, and he would fit alongside them perfectly. There is a way you can go get Draymond Green this summer. Please go do it. I would absolutely love it. Yeah. All hypothetical, but hey, that's what we do best on this pod. All hypothetical. Heck yeah. 
All hypothetical. When they play, we talk about the realistic. So. Hey, but at least when we throw something at the wall and it actually sticks, we don't you know claim it as uh well, never mind. We've claimed stupid things before. No, 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 no. We will joke about it like, hey, we talked about it. There's a difference between us saying that we we've talked about it on a podcast oh, and we've claimed it as like rumor source, we were the first, blah 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 blah. Uh, like some people like to do in reporting. There you go. All right, guys, we will be back tomorrow talking more about some around the league stuff. We'll do some more stuff on this pod five days a week, by, by the way. Subscribe to the podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.